Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, slap that sucker in reverse. It's reverse mortgages. So we have an aging population in New Zealand, Mike. We're old. We have house prices. Historically, they've gone up in value. Hasn't felt like it recently. It hasn't. When we have an aging population, mortgage, uh, your house prices are going up, which means mortgages are going up. New Zealand Super at some point is going to walk out the door and not mm. going to be there. And we have got a whole generation not prepared for retirement. We look at other options, even if we should not look at them. So reverse mortgages, we are getting more and more inquiries about reverse mortgages. Mm. What do we think? Are they a good thing? Are they not a bad thing? Get ready. Here we go. Before we give us our, unfil- give our unfiltered opinion, Mike's going to explain what the hell a reverse mortgage is. Oh, so is Mikey very v, filtered. off you go. <laughs> cool. So a reverse mortgage is a loan that you take out using uh, against your house, a mortgage, uh, and it's effectively you can borrow the money without having to make any regular repayments, and the interest or the cost of the loan is just added on top of the mortgage. There are no free lunches. You have to pay the mortgage back when you sell the house. Right. And... So when you buy a house and we talk about- Or if like, you die. Yeah. yeah. When you buy a house or buy an investment property, we talk about usable equity, mm. how much money you can borrow on your house to go buy an investment property. How much equity can you draw back on your house with a reverse mortgage? Yeah, 15 to 40% depending on the lender. Yep. Um, because you got to remember that, let's say you borrow that 40%, uh, and you live for another 20 years, that interest just keeps building. Yep. We talk about compounding returns are the greatest mm. force in the financial universe. This is like the arch villain in the um, financial universe. Once again, we're not selling many superhero movies here, but it's as bad as it gets. Yeah. And Maybe. Yeah. Look, I mean, to be fair, if you're, let's start from the start. If you have, and I'm, we keep banging on about them, a financial plan in place and you stick to, you know, uh, some sort of regime to prepare for retirement, you're probably not going to need a reverse mortgage, right? Unless something goes drastically wrong. Yeah. So let's before we jump into the pros and cons around reverse mortgages, a couple of questions for you, Mike. Mm. You mentioned uh, depending on the lenders. Yeah. Who in New Zealand is doing reverse mortgages? Uh, Heartland is doing reverse mortgages. Uh, SBS is doing reverse mortgages. Not everybody does them, just a few lenders. Um, and they sort of, it's a specialist product that they offer. Okay. So why do the main banks not do reverse mortgages? Oh, look, uh, there's probably a number of reasons, right? There's the optics around it. Uh, there's, you know, you've you got to wait a long time to get any money back. There's just no need for them to do it, right? Mm. Like they make enough money selling normal mortgages. Yeah. They do, yeah. More interest money. There's more interest money. Um, and what, in, are we just, is it just standard interest rates no so the interest rate is going to be higher at the moment they're around sort of eight i think heartlands is nine percent uh on the day that we're recording this yeah so it is higher than your normal mortgage uh rate okay let's go lick for lick with pros and cons and start with the pros so mike why might somebody or what's a good thing about getting a reverse mortgage so you will receive a lump sum of cash that you don't have to pay back and you can spend it any way you like Mm. So to be fair, it's money. Sound, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Uh, it's not. It's not uh, something you have to spend on X. You have to use it for Y. Uh, you can go on holiday. You can pay bills. You can loan it to a friend. You can do anything you want. Yeah. Pro number two: 
That money that you receive, Mike, guess what? You don't need to pay it back until you sell the house. Or you die. Yeah. And I think a really important point here to, uh, to remember with them is if only, let's say you're a couple and you own a house, if only one person is on the reverse mortgage over that house and that one person dies, that house gets sold. The yeah. other person does not have a say in it. Yeah. And coming back to why the main banks aren't involved in reverse mortgages, you know, the optics. Oh, you can imagine kicking an 85-year-old out of their house. Yeah. yeah. No, the banks don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's our next pro, Mike? Cool. So if house prices are increasing, uh, you know, as they tend to do over time, uh, the loss um, at the end when you're paying it back will, will decrease. Next one, some lenders guarantee you will never, ever go into negative equity. Uh, so even if the loan kind of goes past the value of the house, you're all good. The estate's not going to be chased up for the difference. Yeah. So those are the main pros. And, and we do have uh, some customers who have taken out uh, reverse mortgages. Uh, I had a customer who uh, bought a house. She was very well she was over the retirement age was still doing some part-time work but um, the banks weren't going to lend her any money so she had some cash bought a house in Parwanui, uh and then reverse mortgage against that house to buy uh, uh like a flat in Auckland so she could sort of live between the two yep okay should we jump into the cons yeah absolutely cool so lenders may not offer reverse mortgages on some types of properties uh you know lifestyle blocks larger properties uh anything that's going to be difficult for them to sell uh, or that if they had to sell at a quick fire you know, sale, they would lose uh, a bit of money on. So, you know, a farm, yep. not going to do that. Yep. Also, um, I see in here there's um, retirement villages. We should do an episode just on retirement villages to oh. talk about how whack the industry I know, is. Honestly. Like, and a big part of why they don't, you don't get no capital gain on the yeah. house. Now, of course, that house is going up in value, but you don't get it. So if you want us to do that episode, let us know. Mm. Um, so the type of house makes a difference, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Uh, reverse mortgages also require you to stay in the house. If you want to rent it out, do a little bit of travel overseas, maybe mm. the south of France. Mm. Can't do that. Nope. Um, if you need to sell it or need to move into care, you will need to sell your home and pay back the reverse mortgage loan owing. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a big thing, right? When people take these loans out, um, they're thinking, oh, I'll... I'll be dead. It doesn't matter. That is not the case. More often than not, you will be moving out of your house and into a retirement village or a care facility. And for a lot of people, the equity that they built up in their house will help to fund that or will 100% fund that. If you have a reverse mortgage, well, actually, there isn't 100% of that equity to fund that. And you might end up not having enough. Um, one of the other, uh, or the next con, uh, it's a higher interest rate, right? We've already talked about it, you know, 8%, 9% around there. At the moment, you're probably talking 6 6.5% for normal interest rates. You are paying a premium for the risk. Yeah. Uh, so the next con, which is my biggest issue with reverse mortgages and why I would strongly recommend people go against it unless it is very much the last resort, mm. is reverse compounding interest. So you're not making any repayments and interest is compounding the opposite way to which we like interest to compound. Mm. The loan is growing um, and can blow out, like we've got some examples that we'll go through in a second, but like a $100,000 loan can blow out to $492,000 in the space of 20 years. So there's also a bit around, if you live too long, the, this gets worse and worse. Yeah. Um, so it can get very gnarly. Yeah. Um, let's, go let's go through those, right? So 
let's say um, uh, age of the body. So let's say you're 60 years old uh, and you owe 490 odd thousand. Um, at 85 years of age, that's going to be 734,000. At 90 years of age, that's going to be 1.1 million. Yep. So all of these, a big part of, of the numbers we're running through is you start with a $100,000 mm. loan at an 8% interest rate. And essentially, the earlier you take that loan in retirement, the more years there are to compound, which makes a bigger and bigger mortgage as you go. So those numbers you just ran through before, Mike, $100,000 loan from 60, mm. at 80, it's 492, at 85, it's 734. If you live till 90, which you know people are living longer, it's yeah. over a million bucks of, of debt. Um, it's some big numbers. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting because when you look at this, you go, man, that's scary. When you do the opposite for people and point out their savings, you never get the same sort of reaction. You know what I mean? They're always just kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe it'll get there. Maybe it won't. <laughs> when it's the opposite, you're like, no, no, it's going to get there. Yeah, yeah. So if you take it out uh, early, at like a $100,000 loan and go over 30 years, you're talking about a hundred grand, pretty much 10xing and becoming a million bucks. Now, if, say, let's go right down, should we go right down the bottom of the mm. table? So let's say you take that loan out at 80. So maybe... Um, you're thinking about going into a retirement village or um, something where you you need some cash and you've run out of options. Obviously, at 80, that $100,000 loan has no interest accrued because it's at the start. Um, after five years, that $100,000 loan has gone to $148,000. Mm. So pretty much it's increased 50% um, over a five-year period. And by 90, that $100,000 loan in just 10 years is at $221,000. So this is my huge issue, is reverse compounding returns and fixing an emotional short-term problem with quite significant long-term implications. Mm. And if you understand what you're going into, I guess fill your boots, mm. but there is some significant implications over time. Yeah, and look, it is, it, it is just that, right? You, you, you need to be aware of what you're going into the terms of the contract, uh, what the interest is going to look like over time, and really, what is that going to mean for me later on in life? And humans, again, struggle to think over long periods of time, right? We're programmed to think over six months to 12 months. That's pretty much it. It is very difficult to project out without really sitting down and doing the math. What will this mean for me in 20 years? Yeah. So let's run through a couple of other points of things that you need to know when it comes to reverse mortgages. Um Reverse mortgages, by definition, are debt, and the debt has to first, that's the first dibs on your estate before mm. anything else. And I think this is a really important point, and you think about how those loans kind of can build up over time, is a big thing I would say is if there's a reverse mortgage being discussed, you got to talk to your family about it, because, and it's not about um, like leaving inheritance behind. Obviously, there's significant implications if that's important to you, mm. but it's about if, you're leaving a more complex situation behind for your family. You deserve to tell them going, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. Mm. When I'm gone, this is something you're going to have to work through as a heads up because the worst thing you can do when you're mourning like the loss of a parent is also having to be like, what the hell is going on here? And that stuff happens way more than it should. Yeah. So uh, if you are going to sign up for a reverse mortgage, uh, probably four things you've really got to look for in the contract. 
The first thing, like I said before, is you've got to make sure if there's a couple that both parties are on the contract. Uh, so both parties of the couple are on the contract because if only one person is that person dies, you've triggered the clause in that contract where repayment will be required, where they can call the loan in. So you've got to make sure both people are on there. Um, secondly, make sure the contract allows for lifetime occupancy. Uh, that means that the only instances they can call in that loan are death or you selling the house. Um Make sure it prohibits negative equity. You don't want to be in a negative equity situation on the property. That is just an absolute given. Uh, and then lastly, just make sure it's got a loan repayment guarantee, uh, which means you never have to make repayments until you pass away or until you sell the home. Cool. So, Mike, I think you've got a bit of an example to, to talk about in a second. But before I ask you about that um, example, the argument for reverse mortgages when we talk about those house values going up the argument for them could be, well, the equity is going to be increasing at the same time. You talk about my mortgage is going to be a million bucks in 30 years. Well, my house value is going to go, on, go from 500,000 to one and a half million. So life will be sweet, right? Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I guess you can make that answer if it stacks up. However, um, the returns in the property market aren't consistent like the interest that you're paying on the reverse mortgage will be. So I, although we know over the long term that, you know, houses got 5%, 6% around that sort of thing, um, that's not going to be consistent. And also, we know that over the long term, houses go up 5% or 6%. This interest is climbing faster than that average, and that is by design, so that they make sure they get their money back. Mm, very interesting point. So have you got a, uh, a story that you wanted to, to share? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of mentioned it before with the customer of mine who did take out uh, a reverse mortgage. Um, she uh, was an accountant, uh, was still doing some accounting work and had really run through the math of everything, uh, was going in absolutely eyes open, uh, you know, had bought a house in Pawanui, wanted a spot up in Auckland so she could live between the two, used the reverse mortgage to fund um, the purchase of the property in Auckland. However, she had exhausted every other option before she got there, right? Mm. And she was very, very clued up as to what was happening, knew exactly how much interest it was going to cost. Um, yeah, I just, it was probably the one instance where I was like, actually, you know what? Like, yeah, you've thought this through. It makes sense for you. Rock and roll. So you felt pretty comfortable about that, that situation? Yeah, I mean, like, again, she very smart lady, had calculated everything out, and I was like, yeah, this gets you to achieve your goal, so go for it. Yeah, on the other side, and coming back to the keeping family in the loop, um, I had a family friend where their, um, their father had taken a reverse mortgage quite early in retirement and also had some other debts, and because of um, pride and kind of that whole psychology of money, and wanting to keep the persona that, like, I'm the head of the family, I know what's going on, it got discovered when the house needed to be sold that the debts were more than the value of the house, and the house required work because they hadn't done any maintenance to it in a long period of time. Um, the implications to the family were there was a big breakdown in, in trust, and it caused a lot of stress for a lot of people. So I really like the example that you gave, Mike, where it's all been worked through, mm. and you kind of go, Yes, this makes sense. But the, the most important thing I would go is go, before you do that, go, what are all of my options available? Like, for example, should I sell my house, rent, put the money into a managed fund and deplete a managed fund over time yeah. instead of um, doing a reverse mortgage on my house? Just talk and think about all of your options before you just take the easy road. And like you said, Mike, those T's and C's, 
and the implications over time, if you're going to live for a long time, which, you know, we all yeah. hope for, mm. can be very significant. Yeah. Before we wrap up, Mike, final th- thoughts, reverse mortgage, yay or nay? Oh, sorry to sit on the fence here. It's customer specific. Like it's just your specific situation. It might be a yay. Uh, it might be a nay because you just need money in a hurry and haven't thought it through. Yeah. I really, really dislike reverse mortgages as products. And I think that uh, for most people, they don't understand the implications over time. So please, 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 please be careful. On that serious note, thank you very much for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe, give us a review, and we will catch you next time. Cheers.